Hey everyone, real quick, just because I am a terrible person and forgot to mention it right at the top, uh, Stephen Trollinger will not be in today's episode, unfortunately, but he will be back next week, so don't you worry. Uh, and also, while I have you, uh, if you like what you've been hearing so far in the episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. Uh, it is very helpful to us, especially when we're getting started. Uh, and with that, on to the show. A What were you like in high school? Like what? Like what group were you in? I uh, well, I <laughs> did you flit about? I I, fl- I, I was a bit of a, a flitter, I suppose. I uh, cause Nick, I started at uh, the the bottom of the totem pole, man. Like there was a period of time where it was just me, Larry, Andrew, and Matt, who was the kid that would uh, <laughs> he'd eat the salt off the table. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> And like, I'd did be he like, lick it or did he like oh, brush he it? He just like get it up and just fucking sodium chloride. And he'd fucking did he it. yell that every like, time? Oh he did yeah, it? I hated it. I'd sit there every day like, what it's am I nauseating. doing here? Yeah, uh, <laughs> what am I doing here? I'm sitting uh, next to the salt liquor. <laughs> I was man, I, and I and I kept trying to break into those popular tables, and it just it wasn't working. So. I mean, so slowly I climbed the social ladder, Nick. Yeah. That was Saranac and eventually was class president in 11th grade. So I went from... You... Class president? Yeah. I didn't know you made it to that. Oh, dude, yeah. Illustrious rank. Class pres for for 05 and 06. Damn. Yeah. Junior, senior year. It was... uh, We did a lot. It was fun. (laughs) Such as? uh, So I planned the... uh, We planned the, um, the the senior trip. And uh, I chose this overnight resort out in the mountains. And uh, like two weeks before we go, they have a bed bug incident. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh. It was the salt liquor, kid. I knew it. <laughs> we never should have let him up this ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Kick him back down the social ladder. I was, I was, uh, uh, actually, I was homeschooled for, all, for like all that time. You were homeschooled? You didn't know that? I was homeschooled I for two years. did not know that. That explains why, like, I'm 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 still so socially awkward and can't do well in social situations. What are you talking about? Did you like? Uh, did you take extra minutes of recess at home? <laughs> I'm about to tell you a story that only like two other people have known. So, first off, for the most part, homeschooling was great. Like, my parents would like teach me like math or social studies in the morning. They would go to work and they would leave me a schedule on the refrigerator door. Like, read this book from nine thirty to ten thirty. Uh, my lunch was always at the same time. It was always like twelve to one or something. Um, and they gave me an hour. And I would, you know, I had my TV in my living room, and so I would always see what was on. Uh, that hour and what was on every day, like during that lunch period, on TBS was uh, reruns of Dawson's Creek, and so just because there was nothing else on, I basically in two years of being homeschooled watched all of Dawson's Creek, all of the reruns from TBS. Yes. It, was, it was weird because they were out of order; they were just like random episodes. But I watched enough of them where I was able to piece together the chronology. You're like, wait a second, I I know what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Song Topsy Report, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Breedier. And I'm Mike Russell. Uh, yeah, whenever it turns to Dawson's Creek, that's usually the point where you've reached the end of whatever point you were trying to make. There's really no substance left to go after that. Hey, Dawson's Creek had a lot of substance. It had depth. It had great writing. It had a stellar turn by Katie Holmes, a young Katie yeah. Holmes and James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Beek? Beck? Beek. What's his name? <laughs> Vander B. Is it Vanderbeek? Uh, no, I'm just saying B. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be wrong if you use the first letter. That's what I always say. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, like uh, let's say uh, let's say you can't remember if someone's name is Matt, Mark, or Mike. Yo, yo, M. What up? It's a good point, Matt. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> I-, I said that accidentally and speaking of accidents the song that we have lined up for you today is about a different kind of accident you know when you're accidentally racist it it happens to everyone okay i mean uh oh shit avenue q had a song called everyone's a little bit racist yes so there so there is there is there is a there is a logical trail 
of songs that deal with this sensitive issue. Yeah. Now, it, and it is a very sensitive issue. Uh, I don't know if this song by Brad Paisley, acclaimed country singer featuring L. Cool J, uh, NCIS crime investigator, <laughs> I don't know if this was the best collaboration to discuss it, but here's a little bit of the song Accidental Racist by Brad Paisley featuring L. Cool J. Well, <clears throat> well, uh, Mike, I know you have a Matt, Mike, Matt, M. I know you have a lot to say on this on this matter because you already said before we started we're gonna get in trouble with this episode. <laughs> oh, I mean, Nick, it's when you're dealing with such a sensitive topic and it's such a <laughs> some when Brad Paisley comes up with such a terrible idea. <laughs> And you just want to kind of make fun of it, and uh, you, you know, you you ride a fine line. You ride a fine line. That's, Listen, it, <laughs> this song—it was a terrible idea with the best of intentions, because by all intents and purposes, you know, I've listened to Brad Paisley's music. I've seen interviews with him. He seems like a great guy. He seems like a legitimately—he had the right idea. He wanted to break outside of his like. I think what his target demographic would normally be accustomed to, and say something of substance. And start a conversation. Every interview he says, like, I just wanted to start a conversation. I'm not saying I have the answers. But you know what? You know what conversation, though? He, he, I mean, it starts right in the beginning, man. He really likes the Confederate flag. He doesn't want to get hey, rid of it. No, he's a Skinner fan. <laughs> oh, That's what he's he... A, well, you, can, you know damn well he was one of the people that freaked out when Leonard Skinner said... Hey guys, you know I think we're gonna change the uh, our whole <laughs> emblem here. You're right. Brad Paisley, <laughs> with his loving wife and two children, ransacked that venue, kicked everything down, burned crosses. You're a hundred percent right. That is exactly what Brad Paisley, the gentle progressive voice of reason in the country scene, definitely did. Sometimes mob mentality takes over, Nick. <laughs> mob mentality. It happens to the best of us. And then uh, you will see later, uh, LL Cool J joins in a little bit later to be the other oh, side God. of the conversation. That, that is where, who would think <laughs> that's when it would become the most offensive? Yes. <laughs> yeah, not when the white guy said it about the racism, but when the black guy yes. comes in and backs him up. That's <laughs> oddly the worst part of it. You're right. So there's a lot, there is a lot to unpackage. Um, but just to start with, uh, Brad Paisley, he's a Grammy-winning country singer. He's a songwriter. He's he's very prolific. He's one of like, I mean, you you've heard of Brad Paisley. Probably heard of Brad Paisley from when <laughs> Accidental Racist came out and it was all over the news. But <laughs> but he's he uh, for all intents and purposes, Mike, he legitimately seems like a really swell guy. You know, he he sang he sang in church as a kid, and then you know he. He grew up, he was a singer-songwriter, went to college. As soon as he graduated college, he got a job as a songwriter. He wrote music for other acclaimed country singers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, from 1999 onward, started producing his own solo albums. And he seems to have a reputation for not necessarily, uh, lyrically at least, adhering to the the very safe topics of country. Like, Because if you're, if you're writing, if for all of you out there who want to become a country singer or star... Uh, you only have a few subjects you can talk about. Number one is your pickup truck. Number two is God. <laughs> Number three is beers. Number four is Daisy Dukes. Number five, uh, it's ticks. It's, it's, oh, it's another Brad Paisley song he did that uh, we considered doing, but uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't quite work. They can't all be hits. Yo, well, listen, there's not much to do in the country, okay? You, you have very limited things you can work with. Brad Paisley at least attempts to be a little bit more socially aware about all of these, which was probably... Oh, wait, is socially aware? Or is he... Yeah, socially aware. Why? No, I think he was aware. It's just funny. He's like, I'm aware that this shirt is apparently a problem. I just don't get why. <laughs> and I, I don't want to change, man. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm just a white man from the Southland. 
I'm proud of my heritage. We did some fucked up shit, but I really like this t-shirt. So deal with it. Is that is that what he's doing? Is that what he's doing? Now? Deal with it would have been a much more abrasive name for this song. Deal with it featuring a black guy. But see, he didn't do that. He took a very, he tried to take a very let's sit down and talk approach to this song. Because I tried to find out like, uh what like the first instinct was to do this song and uh, he did an interview with entertainment weekly where they say um quote the song covers paisley's struggles to deal with race issues as a white man in the south who feels like people are quote walking on eggshells whenever the subject comes up and the lyrics describe him or at least the character he's playing they add because <laughs> yeah, that's really that, that 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 gets weird is this paisley or is this paisley playing white guy in a leonard skinner t-shirt <laughs> Which he, which he knocks the role out of the park, though. Yeah. I mean, I bought, I buy it every time he sings about it. I'm uh, like, he really is a South man, a white man from the Southland. He really is. He is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his, the character he's playing, walking into a coffee shop. Not just a coffee shop, a Starbucks. A Starbucks, he lays mind it you. Out. He lays it out. Uh, wearing the shirt that has the Confederate flag on it, Paisley sings, quote, I'm just a proud rebel son with an old can of worms looking like I got a lot to learn. So let's open them worm, that can of worms up. Let's do it. <laughs> and shake it all over five and a half minutes of a song of my new album featuring LL Cool J. Yeah, so LL Cool J uh, also has a verse at the end of the song. And they seem to be friends just based on everything I've read and interviews I've seen. I don't know if they knew each other before or hand or if like his man like paisley's manager talked with l cool j's manager and they met up i don't know how much they knew each other before but i do wonder why l cool j of all people was the one who either wanted to do this song or was chosen to do this song like what about ll cool j makes makes him more qualified than any other rapper i guess to talk about, or to be the voice the other voice on this side of this conversation i mean come on nick when you got a guy who made an entire rap about being a shark? <laughs> I mean, that... which is unironically one of the best songs ever written. <laughs> LL Cool J's song "Deepest Bluest" from the movie Deep Blue Sea, where he plays a chef with a parrot who gets eaten, and then in the end does a rap song where he turns into a shark. Okay, so this is uh, just a little clip. Uh, we are going to do a whole other song topsy on this episode on uh, this song. We are doing it. Uh, but this is a little bit of L. Cool J as a shark rapping. This is the guy who just was the obvious choice, I guess, to be the other side of a song called Accidental Racist. Daughter's a waist level, the hallway's flooded. Lost the scuba gear, the killer's cold-blooded. His name's L.L. You don't really want it. I ate your ancestors. The ocean is haunted. The ocean is haunted. That is the person. He can, re- he can represent anything. He can represent the black community. He can, you know, represent the shark community. He can represent <laughs> the black shark community. Or there's LL Cool J's uh, earlier career where he uh, had uh, deep, very socially conscious songs like uh, Big Ol' Butt. Tour with a devilish grin, Tina got a big old butt. I know I told you I'd be true, but Tina got a big old butt. So I'm leaving you. <laughs> so... One way or another, Brad Paisley, L. Cool J had this idea. I couldn't find, like, when the moment was that, like, Brad Paisley thought that this song would be a good idea. But uh, as soon as it came out, it got a lot of attention. Circa 2013, when it came out, um, Brad Paisley and L. Cool J, you know, they made the rounds on all the talk shows. Uh, this was a fun little bit. I, this was on uh, Good Morning America, I think, uh, with Brad Paisley and L. Cool J talking a little bit about. Uh, why the song is not as bad as it seems. Sometimes I put a skull and crossbones on. And, you know, my wife would get upset with me. But, you know, I'm not a pirate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if my, man, if my man got a Confederate flag on, I'm not going to... That don't mean he's a Confederate soldier. Both stars say that despite the backlash, they are proud of the song and the discussion it is creating. And let's not be victims of things that happened so long ago. Right. And, anymore. But, and at the same time, let's respect it. But then after we respect it, let's also open our hearts up so that we can move forward. It's true. But here is the here's the problem with that, I think. Once again, they seem to have very, very good intentions. But yes, no, that's agreed. 
But you can't just like acknowledge the past, respect it, and move on because it's not just the past. It's not like it's. Not, <laughs> oh God! Like oh. I don't want to. Like I was. I was almost going to say something along the lines of like this is what black people think. <laughs> which is which is which I am in obviously the best position to uh, be an authority on. But what, why do you white explain this for me? <laughs> yeah, let me let me tell you what black people have a problem with with LL Cool J. I know what LL Cool J really thinks. Jesus Christ. Um, what I think the problem is, what I think people had a problem with, and what what strikes me is that it's not like the Confederate flag and slavery was a thing that happened 150 years ago, was a thing that happened, it ended, and we've all just been bitter about it for 150 years afterwards. It's more the fact that there's still racism in America. There is still a uh, prison industrial complex that incarcerates black men at a much higher rate than white people. There is law enforcement that can get away with shooting black people with no repercussions. There's, there's a lot of current things that are a problem, and I feel like they're not acknowledging that. They're saying, what, what do you say? But essentially, living the past on it, let, like, can we just judge people by who they are, not by the color of their skin, not by this uh, guilt or victimization that we feel for things that happened before we had any control over it. But I just feel like that's ignoring a whole lot of current issues. Oh, yeah. Am I crazy? I don't know. No, 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 no you're not crazy. No, for sure. Mike, sh- be the other voice <laughs> on what is the black experience is like in America. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, man, come on. Uh, Listen, uh, no, there, there clearly is still a lot of things going on, man. And, but you know, ah, it's, it's funny. Like you said, the, it's hilarious. The, 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 it's so funny. No, uh, the, the intentions certainly are there to be like, hey guys, we're just peeps. We're just peoples. <sighs> Nick. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. According to LL Cool J, <laughs> it's okay to wear the red flag. As long as you don't judge the do-rag. Yes, because that is not at all a false equivalency. It's so great Steve is not here today. By the way, Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve is temporarily gone. Uh, he, there was this little scheduling hiccup. His family's in town, and he prioritized incorrectly as far as I'm concerned. But he is with his family, and he will be back next episode. But I think of all the ones for him to sit out with, because I think the burden of white guilt on him is so heavy, he would just like crash through the floor like, as if you were weighed down by anchors, white anchors. <laughs> Hundreds of pa- hundreds of years worth of pounds of guilt. Yes, yes, <laughs> all on his shoulders. <laughs> and I think Brad Paisley had a little bit of that too. I think he did. I yeah. think he had a little bit, a little bit. And he, but you know what though? I th- I'm telling Nick. You know what? Listen, Brad Paisley, real nice guy, real yeah, great guy, absolutely. fine. But you know what? I think you're, I think you're giving him a little bit too much leeway here. Okay, because I am still until until we hear more of this song to convince me otherwise. He walked into a Starbucks wearing his Leonard Skinner shirt that he likes. Yes. And did not like being called out for wearing the Confederate flag. Well, actually, you he didn't what? like it. Let's hear it in his own words, okay? We're going to start back at the beginning a little bit. And uh, this is how an accidental racist is born, I guess. <laughs> to the man that waited on me, and the Starbucks down on me. I hope you understand When I put on that t-shirt The only thing I meant to say Is I'm a Skinnerd fan So the first thing that occurred to me when I heard that verse is Was he saying this out loud to the Starbucks barista? Who's probably feeling really awkward and weird at this point you know, your barista, you're working your shift, you're probably halfway through, you're just waiting to get to your lunch break. This guy comes in, he's wearing a Leonard Skinner t-shirt. You probably don't care at this point. You're just, so, you, you have three more orders back, you know, backed up. You're just trying to get through. This guy with Leonard Skinner t-shirt and cowboy hat comes up to you, stares at you so fully and says, I hope you understand that with this t-shirt, I'm just saying I'm a Skinnerd fan. I'm not. I'm not like my my friend, my, my friend uh, Jimmy. 
I'm not I'm not a skinhead fan. I'm a skinnerd fan. Okay, let's not get it confused. By the way, Jimmy wants a venti latte. <laughs> You'll notice you don't see the Leonard Skinnerd on his Confederate flag. It's just it's just the straight up Confederate flag. I tried to dilute it just a little bit with a band logo. With, uh, you know, a popular. Are you a, have you heard of the Skinnerd? Sir, just tell me what you want to order. I understand. All right, maybe. Oh, hold on. What's the menu say? I, honestly, I feel bad bringing this elephant in the room here. No, no, it's uh, it, I, it's, I don't, it's fine. I just, I just, I just let me know what you want. I've got three other people. There's a whole line of people out the door waiting. I just tell me what you want. I, I want to get rid of this white guilt I'm holding on to, and I'm, I'm just gonna put it on you right quick. All right. We have a white mocha. Uh, it's, 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 it's kind of similar. We have some. We have new Tivana selection, sir. Just order something, okay? I don't care. I'm gonna order a Greater America right now by saying, "Hey, hey, <laughs> asshole, order something." And that was Jimmy. It was Jimmy the skinhead in the corner, waiting for his venti latte. That's the sequel. Accidental racist skinhead in the corner of a Starbucks. So yeah, so right off the bat... I thought the swastika used to be a symbol of love, but... I, I thought, thought it was like an Indian thing. So, but here's the thing. Like, Brad Paisley, and maybe you're already swaying me a little bit with your argument. He knows right off the bat that there's a reason to feel a little guilty about wearing this t-shirt. Because I think when you're, you know, if you're someone like Brad Paisley in the South, Confederate flag doesn't really mean anything. It's just like... You see it so often, it just kind of blurs into the background. But he has this awareness that when he goes into Starbucks and this barista, who I'm assuming is black, he doesn't say it, but obviously I think that's the only reason why he's all of a sudden worried. Brad Paisley knows that there's a reason why that might rub this person the wrong way. So I guess, why wear it? Is that the point that you were trying to make? That's what I'm saying. He knows, man. He knows. He knows about it. But at the same time, he's like, you know what? I know this, and I'm feeling this way, and I don't like it. So let's have a conversation so I can continue to wear this t-shirt, maybe with less guilt. So you're (laughs) saying he doesn't want to change. He wants to feel less guilty about doing the things that he does. Yeah, he doesn't want to to change himself. He wants to change the way people are making him feel about it. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, because I guess it, I think you might be right, actually, because I don't want to skip ahead too much, but at no point does LL Cool J, when he comes in, who's really just like the foil, he's just like, quick, let, cookie cutter black guy, let's, yeah. let's, make, let's put him in and have him say things that don't make us feel so bad about it. If LL Cool J's only rap was, stop wearing that t-shirt, stop wearing the t-shirt, stop wearing the t-shirt, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a white just take the t-shirt off. <laughs> yeah. That would have been the more truthful. It's offensive to me. It reminds me of my people being fucking enslaved, please. Listen, forget the past, okay? God, why do you have to keep harping on it? Well, hang on. Brad Paisley, he, he does expand upon this t-shirt thing to this poor barista who now has 20 people lined up. The red flag on my chest somehow's like the elephant in the corner of the sound. It's somehow the elephant in the corner of the south. <laughs> somehow, this boy. It's a small little thing. I don't even remember how it came about. I don't even remember why the Civil War got started. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I think, honestly, there was just a little disagreement between political parties, you know? <laughs> no, don't, don't you know the, the, the talking point? Uh, the Civil War was about states' rights, okay, from an oppressive federal government. Was it the state's rights to own slaves? I don't remember. It was so long ago. You're missing the point. (laughs) Our rights were being taken away from us. This is still Brad Paisley talking to the barista. He still isn't ordered. Listen, you don't understand. It was about an economic system. The North had slaves too, you know. Sir, that's great. Just tell me what you want to order, okay? No, 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 listen, listen, you really got to understand this. He's grabbed the barista by the shoulders. From the economic point of view, the North... It was really going to screw the South, okay? This, I, actually, the, the rebel flag could be seen as a symbol of freedom for the South in a way. Yes. <laughs> Our ancestors fought too. Why should your ancestors be the only one who get to celebrate their heritage? Why? <laughs> Sir, I'm still in training. I'm just reverse shadowing. But from my point of view, 
Wild man. To you from a- More songs need to have a chorus that start with "I'm just a white man." Yeah. And he sings it so passionately. I'm just a white man. Just a white man. I'm just the most privileged person in society. I like how he's like, I've got a lot to learn. But before I do, here's I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say, too. Yeah, let's, let's do a song about a conversation. I'll do the first, like, three quarters of the conversation. And then LL Cool J, you can talk later. Yeah, just, just remember to back me up, though. Yes. I got good intentions. And that's all that matters. The tangible reality we live in has no meaning. It's all about good intentions. Holy shit. But Brad Paisley's a nice guy. Nick. <laughs> Shit, man. I, I, you're making me reconsider a lot. I listened to the song quite a few times before we did the episode, but I was all wrapped up in the research of it and and just this, just this poor barista. That's all I can think now. This poor, he, he's got a line out the door. Yeah. And he's got this this. It's this rush. It's rich rush hour. White man coming in, holding stuff up just so he can feel better. Has nothing. Nothing to do with the Starbucks or, or, or the, how the barista's feeling or his backed-up line. No. It's about making sure that this rich white country center can feel okay when he yes. leaves that Starbucks. Yes. Be like, ah, oh. well, I'm glad one of us feels better today. Yes. <laughs> Mainly me. Whereas this barista is still feeling uncomfortable with Jimmy in the corner, who he's now noticing has a swastika tattooed on the back of his skin head. Feeling very uncomfortable. <laughs> he's like sharpening sporks in the corner. Just like <laughs> He's licking the sugar off the counter. He's actually that guy you went to high school with. <laughs> Holy shit, he went really far down that ladder. Yeah, when you're at the bottom of the totem pole, man, sometimes you gotta join up. Trying to understand what it's like It's neither of our faults. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. <laughs> our generation didn't start this nation. You know, we didn't we didn't decide, you know, that people would have or wouldn't have been enslaved and then they weren't when before I was born. <clears throat> so I just came in and shit, everyone's all pissed. <laughs> and all I wanna do is just wear this flag that was gone before I was born either. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, the shirt was actually made before I was born. It was my dad's shirt. You know, it's funny. As a kid, as a kid growing up, yeah. after meeting so many people and so many cultures and stuff and trying to like add it to the melting pot of myself and have an understand, a better understanding yeah. of things. Because I'm a, come from a very privileged background. You know, I, yeah. I lived upstate in a rural neighborhood. Like it was no, no great uh, strife or anything. You had a fairly oh, like ninety percent of people were white. I mean, it was yeah. just so as you know, we're learning things through history and about everything that happened, and then like how slavery ended, and then how we're living today, and then you know you start hearing stuff that's happening, you know, throughout the country, but it's you know you don't see it firsthand because there's. So you, yeah, because of where you grew up, you yeah. you don't have the actual like experience. <clears throat> so then you're like, oh man, like everyone's uh, for for a moment you feel like, oh, why is everyone coming down on me? Like you know, like all this shit happened so long ago. I don't see this happening here, and it's you don't because you there's no one there. Yeah, that you'd see it happen to. And honestly, those and, and the few people in your like community that are. Either have like just been meshed in, or I suppose whitewashed, or it's a whatever. Good word for but, it. <laughs> or, um, or you may still inadvertently feel a little strange around them and don't know why. Yeah, and I guess to Brad Paisley's credit, he at least had the awareness to know that this was a thing. Like, how many country singers are even talking about race at all? 
But I know what you mean. I grew up, when I was very young, I grew up in a very small town in upstate New York, moved to the suburbs, which was still predominantly very white, but, like, the first, like, black kids my age, I didn't meet until, like, third grade. And also, uh, didn't know anything about the history of slavery, Civil War, anything. When I moved schools to third grade, I had this teacher, Mrs. Bennett. Uh, She was a black woman, and the only thing we talked about was black history. So I went from having no knowledge of it to being having everything dumped. We learned songs about Harry Tubman. I learned about Langston Hughes. We talked about slavery. We talked about the Civil War. Like, all of a sudden, like, all of this guilt come, came, blindsided me. I had no awareness. And to be honest, if I kept growing up in that small town, maybe I would have never had this awareness. I just remember it got to the point where I was feeling really guilty around this one friend of mine also in third grade because of all this, like, slavery thing I was learning. He was Indian, but I thought he was black because I didn't know any difference. Oh, my God. But my guilt was well-intentioned. I felt bad because of, like, oh, my God, what did I, like, like the history of white people to, to this obvious black person has been pretty terrible. But he was Indian. <laughs> but he was Indian. Oh. I didn't know any better. I didn't know the difference. <laughs> I didn't even know there were other religions until fourth grade, the year I, I, after that. I, I think... met, met my first Jewish kid. <laughs> Jesus walking on eggshells, fighting over yesterday. And caught between southern pride and southern blame. Tricky spots to be caught between. Between that whole, I really love things. <laughs> Fix the buildings, dried some tears. We're still sifting through rubble after 150 years. Okay, so he's talking about how the South was essentially demolished after the Civil War. And then there's Reconstruction. But obviously, you know, to a certain extent, the South hasn't quite ever fully recovered. And he's, he's throwing that in there. I think this is where he's... So the first verse, he's like to this poor barista, who the line is now 30 people out the door. <laughs> he's still talking to this barista, telling him... Well, the, the, the first half of the song is like a little bit of, I understand, I'm wearing this t-shirt, I don't mean to offend you, it's just how I... It's the only way I know to represent my Southern pride. But now he's like, well, you know, this is also kind of what happened to the South, so... It there. wasn't easy for all of us. Yeah. Or it wasn't... It wasn't hard for some... <laughs> yeah, he's saying it's hard for all of us, right? Is that what it's... <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Hey, kid. Listen, I understand that some you know shit went down 150 years ago that was pretty messed up. But hey, we were crying too. We lost the war. <laughs> yeah, what, what gives you the right to be so smug? You work at a Starbucks. Meanwhile, he still hasn't ordered. Jimmy in the corner is now getting very impatient. And he gets, you know, when he gets impatient, he's, he's sharpened so many sporks now, he's got like half a dozen lined up. And it's like, who are these, who are these, what are these shiv sporks for, Jimmy? What is, they he's move, like, They move the line faster. Yeah, dude, I'm, te- I'm, I'm telling you, I'm te- you as we're going to keep going and you're just going to keep seeing, it's like, Paisley, he ain't got time for feeling guilty. Put myself in your shoes, and that's a good place to begin. He's really patting himself on the back with that one. Listen, I'm gonna put myself in your shoes, and I think that's a great place to begin. What do you think? I think it's great. Like I can walk a mile in someone else's skin. <laughs> oh, this song is so relatable. I know. Oh, I, it's like he's he's like singing from my heart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna skip ahead just a little bit because I really want to get to uh, L Cool J's. Oh, we gotta get to because, L Cool. That's where because it if all... there's yeah, if there's any questionable nature to what you've heard so far, it just gets a little. Uh, just just listen. Dear Mr. White Man. I wish you understood. Okay, uh, right off the bat, we also we got to be even-handed. LL Cool J knows Brad Paisley's name. He doesn't have to say Mr. White Man. Yeah. That seemed a little excessive. He says, "Dear Mr. White Man," just say, "Dear Brad." Yeah. I, oh, Mr. White Man, Mr. White Man. <laughs> As he's just being, hey, uh, yo, barista boy. What do you even call him? No, just to the to the man. Oh, got it. Yeah. If he if he called him barista boy. 
Holy oh. shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would not have gone over well. Dear Barista Boy, my bad about that racist t-shirt. <laughs> but hey, you know it ain't all my fault anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me explain. What the world is really like when you're living in the hood. Just because my pants are sagging doesn't mean I'm up to no good. You should try to get to know me. I really wish you would. Okay, so... Well, first off, I'm curious, is LL Cool J supposed to be the barista? I want to say yes. Yeah. And I say that because it starts with, to the man that waited on me at Starbucks. Yeah. The the person who served me. Yes. Uh, And then, so it's like, here's the two. And then it's like a letter being written back with the deer. Oh, you think they're writing letters back and forth for their order? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> with the order. Yeah, so, he's, so Matt he's, Paisley he's, wrote his order down with this nice note yes. and handed it to him. Well, and, this note and, would have been multiple pages by now because of all the whole white guilt explaining God. thing. <laughs> Chapter two. Why, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that all in caps. It's not that bad. And then, uh, and then the barista, you know, staples, like, under... Mr. White Man on his yes. cup, which is what he writes yes. on the cup. <laughs> I am next time. Next time I order a coffee at Starbucks. Uh, what's your name, uh, Mr. White Man? <laughs> Tall Frappuccino for Mr. White Man. Was some black guy picks it up. <laughs> but his last name was actually White Man. It's like, oh, that, oh, that is Mr. White Man. He, he teaches it's one my- word, Mr. White Man. <laughs> And then Mike's like, shit, I paid five bucks for that. My social experiment failed. Thanks a lot, Brad Paisley. Oh. All right, well, L. Cool J, the barista, uh, he goes on. Yeah. Now my chains are gold, but I'm still misunderstood. Okay, actually, yeah, I want to go back a little bit because he, yeah. he said some things right from the beginning. Here, here's the thing. It, it, the, the song, it's difficult because, like, it's very easy to just judge every single line and, like, micro-pick it apart. But, like, the very second line that L. Cool J... Uh, writes on the Starbucks cup back to this guy is uh, he says what the world is really uh, I wish you understood what the world is really like when you're living in the hood once again this is why it feels like it's a white person writing lyrics for a black guy because it's like not every black person lives in the hood it just seems like LL Cool J is trying to like become every stereotype and say like why you shouldn't judge me yeah just because my pants are sagging doesn't mean I'm up to no good you should try and get to know me. I really wish uh, you would. Well, yeah. Uh, also, the problem with what with the issue they're trying to have a conversation about. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't. I, I didn't think it was about the the hood per se. I thought it was about being black in America. That's what I thought. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when he kind of like, oh, let's just he condenses and zones into like one thing. Because I don't think that's what it's a, it's about. I no, I don't think it is either. Living in the hoods, living in the hood, and like yeah. the shit you experience in the hood. Yeah, like that's. Or maybe you know, it's like a white guy living in the rural South doesn't really know anything about a black person living in, let's say, the inner city, and vice versa. I guess you could say. I th- no, I I'm, I agree with you, Nick. But I, what do I know? I'm just a uh, white man. There was Sherman's march turned the south into firewood. I want you to get paid, but be a slave. I never could. Feel- Sorry to keep pausing, but yeah, he says, uh, I wasn't there when Sherman's march turned the south into firewood. Yes, when the Union army like totally wrecked everything. But uh, this is the problem. Like they're they're they're, they're focusing on the Civil War, which is 150 years ago. It's not it's not the Civil War that was the problem. It's the 150 years from there onwards. It was, you know, it was Jim Crow. It was uh, present day. Like, that's what the problem is, I think. And the problem... Oh, my God. What? This could be it. It's because mother truckers keep bringing... Oh, now you edit yourself. (laughs) Keep bringing up stuff... Anyone who I believe is trying to make progressive movements is not mentioning, I'm pissed because your ancestors owned slaves. They're pissed because 
the damage that was done has not evened it out over the pe- period of time yet, right? Is that it, it, that? And plus, <sighs> like, it's not that like the rebel flag is offensive because the confederate army used it 150 years ago it's offensive because like racists today like there are kkk rallies out did you see it was uh oh that 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 fuckface neo-nazi guy had this rally at night in uh south carolina i think i don't remember oh i told yeah and the photos of all of them holding torches at night and like there were some Confederate flags in there, like that's the reason it's offensive. It's not because it was the Confederate Army 150 years ago. It's because people with hateful, dangerous ideology today are still using it. That's why it's a problem, and they don't talk about that. They talk about fucking Sherman's March. That's not the issue. Oh, this barista must have been a history major. The fact that he was able to pull Sherman's March right out of his hat. Oh, that was yeah, that's yeah. He's jotting it down in that cup. Yeah, because he's still he's got five orders now. Line is forty people out the door, but he still remembers Sherman's march. A, that's that's why he never forgets your order. He's the best damn barista. Damn straight. Fangle jangle dodging invisible white hoods. So when I see that white cowboy hat, I'm thinking it's not all good. I guess we're both guilty of judging the cover, not the book. I'd love to buy you a beer, conversate and clear the air, but I see that red flag and I think you wish I wasn't here. So what? I won't judge your red flag. Yeah, this is where this is where people started to like take the most umbrage to L Cool J's kind of apologist <laughs> attitude. Yeah, you know, he says Love to buy you a beer, conversate and clear the air, but uh, I see that red flag, and I think you wish I wasn't there. Fair statement, I think. And then Brad Paisley, once again, reinforcing that he is, in fact, a white man. And while he's doing that... In case you forgot. Yes, in, in case you <laughs> forgot. It, it, it is the most used refrain in the song. Uh, but while Paisley's saying that, L. Cool J says, if you don't judge my do-rag, I won't judge your red flag. Doesn't seem to be a one-to-one even comparison. Uh, Nick, have you forgotten about... The background of the do rag and how it has oppressed the white people, oh especially God. from the south. You're, how could I forget? I have such selective memory. Yes, the the the, <laughs> the way the the do rag has been used as a symbol of oppression for white people that black people have perpetuated throughout history and refused to take responsibility for. That's nothing at all like the Confederate flag. Yeah. No, no, not oh. God. Luckily, quickly we forget. I think Brad, though, you know, he seems like a forgiving man. He does. He does. (laughs) He's gonna. But that's why I think Brad is gonna forgive this black barista. (laughs) God, I hope so. Because he's the bigger man, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Christ! Uh, But hang on, it, it, it gets even better. You heard that, right? If you don't judge, El Cool J says, if you don't judge the gold chains, I'll forget the iron chains. Holy shit. I, 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 don't, I don't even know what to add to that. Like, if you... Like, my... My my, my fashion choice, or, or not, not even that, like, like a, a representation of my culture and where I come from, if you're just okay with that, which, by the way, who gives a fuck what Brad Paisley thinks about your gold chains anyway, or what any white person does? I'll forget the iron chains. Just for, forgive and forget. N- never happened. Just don't judge these. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Yes, Brad Paisley was not the reason why your ancestors were slaves. Like, granted, sure. But but you, if you for, if you forget it, even metaphorically, like, you lose the context of why race relations are the issue that they are today. It's not about slavery, per se. It's about it plus everything that came after it as a result. Can't make it better. Between the Mason Dixon needs some fixing. <laughs> you know he was proud of that one. The relationship between the Mason Dixon needs some fixing. And Brad was just like, oh 
yes! You're my guy. That's the one line you can throw in there, man. You can keep that one. Yeah, LL Cool J, actually, th that wasn't originally in the writing process. He just threw that in the recording booth, and Brad's like, okay. <laughs> Fine. It's a little clever, I guess. Make things right. Let bygones be bygones. All that's left is Southern pride. R.I.P. Robert E. Lee. I gotta thank Abraham Lincoln for freeing me. You know what I mean? Uh, what? What? <laughs> hey. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, rest in peace, Hitler. Uh, but I gotta thank America for coming on in and the Russians. All right? They're my peeps. You feel me? But <laughs> oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Robert E. Lee, but I've gotta thank Abraham Lincoln for freeing me. You know what I mean? It's just... And by the way, that's like the last line in the song, essentially. And what a weird <clears throat> final note to end it on. Who says you have to do both? Who says you have to say R.I.P. Robert E. Lee and then thank Abraham Lincoln for freeing me? And then you'd be like, know what I mean? Yeah. Just saying, guys. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Know, you, know, you know what I'm saying. You get it, right? I, I'm respecting the general, dis despite things. <laughs> Despite things. Um, but at the end of the sentence, I I really need to focus on Abraham Lincoln because, you know, if it weren't for that, well, I, well, who knows? Oh, and by the way, so people outside the Starbucks think a new iPhone came out because the line has now wrapped around the block because they still haven't done this order. <laughs> Jimmy has started shanking people. Oh, and, and Paisley still... Honestly, he doesn't even know what he wants yet. He doesn't. <laughs> you know what? I think that's true in every context. Paisley doesn't know what he wants. Let's talk about how I can get away with wearing this shirt. <laughs> you know, we've gone through the whole thing, and I do actually think that's what it boils down to. Yeah, the point isn't let's address why this is a concern and change it. It's let's learn how to just live with it and move on. But you can't because it's not... <clears throat> Once again, they keep talking about the goddamn Civil War. If they were actually talking about, like, I don't, th I don't think. And once again, I'm not, I'm not black. I'm not from the South. I'm not like, I'm not really in the demographic of either of these sides per se. You're just some piece of shit in his I'm bedroom. Just some piece <laughs> of shit East Coast liberal elitist. I don't know anything about real America. You know, I, I try to be devil's advocate a little bit as well. But this song got raked through the coals. It, it kind of already like got like what it had coming to it once again i mean the road to ruin is paved with good intentions okay oh, they wanted to start a, a conversation a they wanted yeah they wanted to have they wanted to start a conversation have awareness of this try to i don't know begin healing i guess it's just i feel like it's naive to the point of being dangerous in the sense that i'm sure there's so many of Brad Paisley's fans are just people who heard the song, you know, for the first time and think, oh, this song represents the only reason why there's race problems in this country. When it has nothing to do with it, really. I mean, damn. Well, <clears throat> how, uh, how would you say this song died, Nick? So this song died. Well, it, it, it got shanked by jimmy because because while because while ll cool j and brad paisley are having this inane conversation that's ignoring the real issue that's the metaphor brad paisley ll cool j at the starbucks having this inane conversation that doesn't actually have to do with the real issue while the real issue is jimmy shanking people in the line that we're all ignoring the today's skinheads for yesterday's confederates confederates yes 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 yeah it, yeah, like like it's 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 not it's not it's not what whatever unarmed black person got shot by the police today. Like that they're, they're they're not focusing on that. It's the Civil War. So in this metaphor, skinhead Jimmy shanking people is racism today. And Brad Paisley and L Cool J are the irrelevant Civil War conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so Mike, what is your song topsy report? So I'd say that this um, this son was uh, killed. Uh, believe it or not, this can kill you. Is uh, just an 
an overconsumption of self-pride, okay? Uh, be, being so obsessed with itself that it, all this, <laughs> like... It OD'd on self-pride. It OD'd on self-pride. Because it all starts off with Brad Paisley feeling guilty as shit and like, oh, I don't like feeling this way. I gotta feel better. And then you got LL Cool J who's feeling a little self-conscious about his gold chains yep. and his do-rag. And he says, I need, I need someone to validate me. I need someone to be okay with me. Yes. I need someone to tell me this is okay. I'm all right. And then all this worry and this stress and, and it just... It just so is it oh the need for self pride that was unfulfilled because it just they're never gonna feel okay about it. They won't. They won't because they're they're not going to acknowledge that things need to change. You can't just try to have the current trends and try to live with them. Because even though LL Cool J told him, Yo man, you respect my do rag, you're cool with the red flag, did it make the red flag okay? Uh no, no. <laughs> They did not so solve Paisley's still seeking that validation, and he didn't get it. If they made a music video for this, and it ended with LL Cool J and Brad Paisley walking out of the Starbucks, which, by the way, is now like like a mob in terms of like the shanking and the pe- and people waiting for their coffee. There's blood everywhere and coffee spilt. <laughs> but they walk out, and LL Cool J does not have his chains on, and Brad Paisley has taken his shirt off. It's a shirtless Brad Paisley, no longer wearing the Confederate flag. And LL Cool J, no longer wearing the chains. And they walk out holding hands into the sunset. Mike is shaking his head. I think that's the cue that probably he shouldn't say what he's thinking. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, once again, we are on Facebook. We are on the Twitter sphere. Uh, we, we got a website. We do, thesongtopsyreport.com. Or you can email us at thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com uh, and give us a song idea. Or just, yeah. just say, hey, girl, if you want to. Hey, girl, hey! Steven Trollinger, also, he will be back next he week. He will be back. He's not gone. We didn't kick yes, him off. Yes, He's great. Love Steve. Yes. Uh, despite what he may have wanted, he will be coming back. <laughs> Mike, you got um, anything coming up that you want to tell the lovely listeners about? What do I have coming up? Um, do I... you still have a job? Well, yeah. Well, actually, coming up next is my employment status. Will it be full time or no time? Tune in next week to find out. This has been fun. It has. It has. It has been. I think we. I think we've really fixed a lot of America's issues. I think. I think we might have fixed all of America's issues with yeah. this one podcast. Yes. Yes. Making a difference, one terrible song at a time. That should be our new catchphrase. But, yes. Well, on that note, uh, thank you again for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. And I am Mike Russell. And we will see you next time. Take care. <laughs>